So I'd like to say a few um, words about posture because it will be very supportive and helpful to you to pay attention to how you're sitting. And the first thing I'd like to say is that if you uh, feel it would be um, more supportive to sit in a chair, that it's a perfectly wonderful way of meditating is sitting in a chair. And there are ways to sit in the chair um, that are also supportive, just as much as it's um, helpful to pay attention when you're sitting on, the, on a cushion. It's also helpful to pay attention to how you're sitting in the chair. So we'll start with, um, with, the, with sitting on the cushion, and, and we'll also um, say a few words about, about sitting on a chair. So I'm going to um, give you a profile rather than front ways, just so that you have a sense of um, what the posture looks like in terms of the spine. That if you sit in a way that supports the natural curvature of the spine so that the um, the sacrum, this part of the back, you'll notice if you sit in a way that your spine is erect, um, that there will be a natural curve to the spine. Now, what happens sometimes is when we talk about that is we tend to overstretch it so that we, we're holding everything up by the skeleton. That will get very, quite exhausting. So what's helpful is when you, if you have a tendency to do that, to overstretch the spine, to just let it relax a bit so that the curve of the sacrum is gentle. It's not, it's, it doesn't have a kind of um, concave shape, but it's, it's almost straight, as Sister was saying last night. So to, to just pay attention to how that, how that feels so that everything in meditation even though we ask you to be erect and dignified and noble, it's, it's not a tension that you bring to it, but a real relaxation so that there's a natural feeling of the body sitting here without being overstressed or overstretched or tight or tense or holding. It's a relaxed, um, it's a relaxed way of, of sitting. Now, in order to not hold yourself up by the skeleton, if you pay attention to allowing the, this middle piece of your, your body, the, 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 um, the center of your belly, to be, what, uh, to be really the center of uh, support of your body so that the skeleton, you're not holding yourself up like that. So you can drop your shoulders and allow the belly to be the, 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 the fulcrum, the, the center, the, the support of the, the whole uh, body. Then you can pay attention to the shoulders and allow the shoulders to drop. If, you're, um, if it's the first time for you sitting on a cushion, you might want to consider, if it feels as if your knees are up, like that, you might want to consider either getting a higher cushion or getting a second cushion to sit on. Because if you do, if you have the, um, the pelvis a little bit uh, sloped like that, you'll find that your knees can rest more easily on the cushion and you can get support. If you're having to hold your knees up, it will, your, your legs will get very tired. So if even after you do that, the knees are still not resting on the, the large cushion, the zabutan, the square cushion, then get something else. To just rest your knee on so that um, you're not having to hold the knees up, but they're, they're resting in a way that are, that are supported. Once you've, once you've done that and you feel somewhat comfortable, 
then just pay attention to how you're holding your body. We, we tend to hold in different places. The shoulders is, uh, are one place where we hold tension. And so you'll find even after you've done it the first time, sometimes when you're sitting, if you pay attention to the body, you'll notice that because of habit, they'll come back up. So you can just gently adjust uh, your shoulders. In that way, the body won't feel so tired having to hold everything up all, all, all the time. It's helpful to, and I think Sister alluded to this last night, to have the, the, the crown of the head be the highest point of, uh, so you're pointing it to the heavens and to tuck the chin slightly so that the back of the neck gets long. So it would look something like that, rather than like that, or like that. Because either way, the neck will get tired. So if we hold our bodies, um, not in a tight way, not in a tense way, not in a way of you know, making great effort, but just being aware of how the body is, you'll find that uh, it won't get so uh, exhausted just holding just holding things together. The hands can be either palms down on the knees, or you can hold them in, the, in your lap. And sometimes some people like to just put a cushion here, just so that the, the hands feel rested, so that again, the shoulders can have a, a natural slope um, and it's, it feels easeful rather than tense. So if that's helpful, that's perfectly fine to do. If you're sitting in a chair, it's helpful to have both feet parallel and flat on the ground. And it's also helpful if, it's, if there are no injuries to your back or other uh, reasons why you need to lean back into the chair, it's helpful to, um, to not lean back with the top of the shoulders against the chair, mainly because if, we, if you do that, you, the, the body tends to um, get sleepy. So you want to keep your, your, um, your posture as upright as you can. And, and again, uh, paying attention to the degree of ease that's in the body so that we're not doing anything that requires a tremendous amount of energy to hold. So we let go if we feel that there's some tension in the way we're holding our bodies. So to, to play with how your posture is and how it feels. And one other thing is that even though um, you may do all of that. Sometimes um, there will be a little bit of discomfort that comes in the body, or maybe a lot of discomfort that comes in the body. Uh, sometimes because we're just not used to sitting in this, uh, in this way. It's a new thing uh, for us. So to work with difficulty in the body is part of, uh, part of meditation. And it's not so much that we become stoic and uh, try to have some kind of marathon uh, holding of, of pain or discomfort in the body, but just in the same way that we welcome all other experience, we see the arising of discomfort in the body. And our habit, you'll notice, is that as soon as we feel even a slight twinge of discomfort, there's, a, there's a, an almost automatic uh, response to want to move or shift to, to try to make it better. There's nothing wrong with that instinct. However, in meditation, it's, re it's possible to simply rest for a short while noticing that that's the experience that's coming up, that it's a, an unpleasant experience, 
but it might, you might not learn anything from this experience arriving if we simply shift in response to every small twinge that comes. And I've been grateful, I was grateful the first time I received the instruction to see if I could have some interest in uh, an unpleasant experience arriving in the body uh, rather than shifting right away. What begins to happen as we do that is we notice sometimes that unpleasant experience comes and it goes. Sometimes it goes in a couple of seconds, sometimes it takes 10 seconds, sometimes it takes a minute, but it always goes. And so to have a, a, a feeling of ease and dancing with experience that's coming rather than being pulled and pushed by um, the desire for more pleasant experience to stay and for the, uh, for the wanting to push away, as Sister was talking about last night, uh, unpleasant experience. And it's a, it's a practice and it's a process, so um, it, it takes a little while to get used to working in this way with experience, but it's very, very worthwhile. What begins to happen is we're willing to entertain um, unpleasant experience for, short, for even a short while is a stillness begins to arrive in the body and in the mind and through that stillness, it's possible to begin to see what is true in this present moment, rather than uh, simple reactivity to it. We begin to develop some wisdom uh, in our relationship to experience that's coming and going. So um, if you would uh, close your eyes, if, if that feels um, good to you. It, you can also keep your eyes open. If you do, if you keep them just slightly open and uh, letting them rest at a spot a few feet in front of you so that you're not looking around and um, uh, being distracted by whatever is coming and going, but simply allowing the, the gaze to rest easily. And just be aware of the fact that this is a body sitting here, that you're an embodied being. And this body is breathing in and breathing out without your having to do anything about that, without your having to make it happen or manipulate the breath into long or deep or smooth so that even short or shallow or rough is what's happening. And so just, just knowing the breath coming and going in an easy way without the need to fix, change, manipulate make anything happen. Sister was talking about sensitivity and finesse last night. To have a, that approach to present moment experience, a kind of gentleness, kindness to the field of experience that is coming and going. And yet, a certain amount of precision so that our awareness of the present moment has a precision and a sensitivity and finesse 
kind of sweetness to seeing, knowing, experiencing whatever comes and goes so that the breath is coming and going. There may be sounds heard, pleasant, unpleasant, allowing them to be there, knowing them without holding or pushing away. And that precision or finesse is knowing, ah, hearing. Or the breath in and out. or sensations in the body. You may notice the contact of the buttocks with the cushion or the chair or the bench. And with some precision, notice that that contact creates pressure. Perhaps you feel hardness or softness. Perhaps there's an experience of warmth or cool or heat. And not having to push to find experience, but having a receptive an easeful perspective or approach. And it might be helpful to allow the attention, once you've established a kind of 360-degree awareness of sounds and sensations, to perhaps allow the attention to rest on the coming and going of the breath. And you can notice it in a full-bodied way, just the breathing of the body. Or you can bring the attention to the movement of the belly, or the movement of air through the nostrils. However it feels um, easiest for you to find this breathing body, to know this experience of simple breath, keeping this body alive, coming and going. And if it's long, notice it's long. 
it's deep. Notice it's deep. If it's short, notice it's short. Not anticipating the next breath, not holding on to the last breath. Just simple knowing that is already there. We don't have to put extra energy into knowing because we already know. if the mind, the attention strays away from this present moment and moves into thoughts about the past or thoughts about the future, it's okay. As soon as you've noticed that the attention has been drawn away from the present moment, simply notice it. See what's pulled it, whether it's a thought or a sound or a sensation in the body, 
that's been the occasion of the proliferation of the mind. It's not a problem. At that moment, it's possible to come back. Come back either to the body sitting here and the con- its contact with the cushion or the chair or the bench. Feeling that again. And simply coming back to the breath wherever you've chosen to know it. And again, it's a dance of attention. So that bringing the attention back is not filled with effort or tension, but a natural movement back. And it's not pushing away the thinking, but including it in our awareness. Ah, this is what's happening in the present moment, thinking. So it's thinking now, future thought. We can notice the process of thinking. and come back to rest in this present moment.
Are there any questions about the sitting instructions? Yes, please. And then what happens when you go? So the question was that um, he he tends to he works on his neck and his back, and then he finds that he's by uh, putting himself in that posture, you're, he's falling back. So he relaxes so much that he slumps forward and then goes backwards. So wanting to know if there are any suggestions about that. So. You know, bodies are really interesting things, aren't they? You know, they do all kinds of um, energetic things and uh, skeletal things and postural things. So, you know, one of the instruction, one of my favorite instructions in meditation is to lower my standards. <laughs> right. So the the. Um, you know, the picture that we always see of a meditator is somebody who's kind of, you know, just perfectly, perfect posture, perfect attention, perfect, 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 everything. And so when we measure ourselves against that, it feels like, you know, we're failing in a whole lot of ways, right? So it could be that the, the body gets tired and sleepy and feels like it's falling forward or it does all kinds of other things, depending on all of the habits that we've developed over, over the years. And so, you know, I make a little bit of a joke about lowering our standards, but I think it's really helpful um, to know that perfection is a, an, an elusive uh, goal at best. Um, so the body will do all kinds of different things, and what matters most is that we are aware of what's happening and that some small adjustments to help our energy and to help um, keep a, a, a kind attention on the present moment is, is the most important thing. If you feel as if you know, the, it's, it's uncomfortable for the body to be, to be falling back, when you notice it's happening, just bring it forward a little bit. And what you'll find, what I've found in my own meditation practice over the years, is that my habits change, and as my habits change, my mental habits change, my physical habits also change, and the body kind of follows the mind, and the mind follows the body. So to be really um, gentle with yourself, and each time you notice that the body's falling back, and maybe it's, you know, it feels as if it, it might be hurting or um, doesn't or, or cuts the energy down to just shift the posture and see if you can help it. And sometimes the perception is that we're falling back and we're not. So you may want to just check that and see if that or, or we feel as if we're much too forward and we're really not. Because the proprioception, um, uh, uh, the proprio sense of how we are in space can be a little bit deceiving too. So just Notice what's, what's happening. And the more aware you can be of what's happening in the present moment, the, the, the more um, those habits start to dig in and, and, uh, and um, begin to become the new habits of, of, of the way we are. So uh, not to worry too much about it, and at the same time do what's necessary to adjust so that you're promoting and supporting your, um, your awareness, both through posture and through, mental, through your mental approach. I hope that helps.
So, uh, as you can see, the, um, the schedule is sitting and walking all day. And so Sister will give us some um, instructions for walking meditation. And just to know, um, sometimes it's a little hard to ask a question in a big, in a big hall. So we're going to, um, Bryony will be putting a, a bowl here or a basket uh, for if you would prefer to ask questions through the written medium, it would be helpful. Um, we would be happy to answer them and we'll probably um, answer them at the 2.15 sit, I think, Sister. That sound good? Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, address questions at the 2.15 sit. So if you have other burning questions that you'd rather not ask in public, you can do it. You can do it that way. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your attention and your, your work this morning. So l last night I was um, uh, starting the sitting meditation with standing. Uh, you know, in order to help people, it's, it's helpful after being sitting for an hour or so just to get up, but also it's helpful to you know, start to massage our perceptions because most of the time when in this culture in the West we think of meditation and our association is immediately to sit. In fact, you don't say, I'm going to go on a retreat at IMS, I'm going to go sit at IMS, you know. So the whole languaging is around sitting as the posture that we are using for meditation. Obviously, sitting's helpful. Standing's also helpful. And the walking is also something which is usually very useful. And one of the reasons why walking meditation is useful to learn to cultivate is because the kind of stillness that happens when we're in a sitting posture, sometimes we have a hard time transitioning between the sitting into the daily life activities. So walking is a, is a way of allowing attention to settle, but we're in action, in movement. In the same way that the yogi jobs are a magnificent opportunity for practice. In fact, sometimes the yogi jobs, there's a lot more insight that happens on them than what happens in the hall because we have a task and a goal and a time framework and we have to actually organize ourselves. And it's different than what happens to us when we come into the meditation hall. So all of these things are opportunities for integration and allowing attention to settle in the present moment and feel how things are arising, how we're responding, learning how to relax and how to open. So I'm going to um, just give a couple of different walking meditation instructions. I don't strangle myself in the pauses. the widget onto the pocket. Okay. So with the walking with the walking practice again, what's really helpful is not to use the opportunity for the attention to flow out, but to use the opportunity for attention to settle in. So there's I mean we have an incredible place here with, with grounds and gardens and the weather's not freezing and the bugs don't uh, eat us alive too bad. Uh, so we can be outside and there's also the downstairs hall if you'd like to be downstairs. So find a, a walking path, uh, 20 paces, 30 paces. And it, sometimes it's just helpful to have it clearly marked so you don't need to think where's the beginning, where's the end. So a shoe, a stick, a tree, a rock, something that you can help delineate where's the beginning and where's the end. So with the walking practice, the first thing is just to stand and feel yourself standing like we did last night. So you just allow the posture to balance and again to feel your feet rooted in the ground, your knees relaxed, your shoulders rolled back, the chin tucked in slightly, the neck elongated. Feel yourself standing. And the first walking meditation I'm going to share is a very slow one and it's particularly useful when there's a lot of discursive thinking. So, you know, we come on a retreat for a day and our thoughts, are, we're just hijacked, you know, and we're off and then we're going to Thailand and we're ordaining and then we're coming back and we're setting up a monastery and then, oh yes, I'm walking meditation. Okay, back here, okay. So when the thoughts are all over the place, sometimes what's helpful 
is to put the breath together with the feet. So very slowly uh, lifting the feet with the in-breath and then on the placing of the foot and the shifting of the weight is on the out-breath. So the, the, the speed slows down to the breath. We don't change our breathing to accommodate the steps. So in-breath lifting, feeling the contact with the feet on the floor, and shifting and on the out-breath. It's very slow. And in order to do this slowly, one has to be very relaxed. So it's not a focused, tight, tense thing. It's a relaxed, open, spacious thing, lifting on the in-breath, shifting and placing on the out-breath. And with this one, sometimes the path can be quite a bit smaller. We get to the end of the path, stop, and again, same thing. Feeling the feet rooted on the ground, feeling oneself centered and balanced, attention inward. And then again, lifting on the in-breath, moving, shifting on the out-breath, lifting on the in-breath moving and shifting on the out-breath. Turning, again feeling ourselves standing and then continuing. The next kind of walking meditation is just a normal pace. And, you know, walking meditation at a normal pace is not a kind of deliberate slowing down. It's just a feeling the body as a natural kind of rhythm. And again, what's helpful is to feel the feet contacting the earth and the movement of the body. So one's feeling attention, fully immersed awareness in the body. Again, stopping and then turning. The third kind of meditation is when we're taking the walking path and walking very quickly, and that can be really helpful. You know, after breakfast, the energy sometimes just uh, uh, sinks into our digestive system, and our attention is uh, occluded with the lack of energy. And sometimes if we stir energy up with walking quickly, it can help shift on an energetic level what we experience to be a sleepiness which feels mental. So it's going to be hard for me to kind of get a clip going here because I'm, I'm tethered. But basically what you want to do is to, is to have a nice long path and just again feel, feel yourself relaxed and, and, and the feet on the ground, the body movement, and then very quickly. And then stopping and then turning around. So, and then sometimes it's helpful before coming back into the hall to slow down. Slow down to the normal pace and then slow down to the very slow pace. Because the slow, some, the slow walking sometimes is an opportunity for attention to settle in a way where it's sometimes more difficult when we're moving quickly. Yeah? So here's three walking meditation instructions. Which is the right one? The right one, of course. So how do you know? You have to know because you need to learn to trust yourself. And in order to trust yourself, you have to learn to follow your intuition and not follow desire. Okay? So that's the kind of koan. Learn to trust yourself, follow intuition, and not follow desire. So each thing that we do is going to have a different result, and we need to learn how to register what the effect is and feel how our mind and body and hearts are opening and responding to that. Are there any questions?
Yes, please. Um, what about a circular path for walking meditation? Well, um, when, there's, when there's circles or there's stupas or things like that, that's a lovely way of doing walking meditation. There's just less circles in a forest than there are straight paths. So, yeah. Are there other questions? Yes, please. Yes, you can be. You can bring the breath, but it's not as deliberately m- moving the body in, in uh, rhythm with the breath. Yeah? Other questions? Hands? hands relaxed. So hands can be down at the side or relaxed in the front. Sometimes when I hold my hands back here for a while, what happens is I notice that my chest gets tight and my shoulders get tight. So I do this because it's what I go, but then I realize it's actually it's, it's tension in my shoulders. So just relaxed or like this. Yeah. Other questions? So you don't need to worry what anybody else is doing. Mm. That's not what you need to worry about. (laughs) 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 Everyone else is taking care of themselves just fine. So, you know, just see if it's possible just to feel the whole body. You know, we've got lovely warm weather, so you can take your socks off and you can feel the grass on your feet, and that's nice to feel the texture, you know, and the, uh, just the, the, the pressure on the feet, the feeling of the earth underneath our feet. It's lovely. Okay? Enjoy. So just one thing before you go. Yeah. If anybody still feels as if they would like some help with their posture, I'm very happy to stay behind and if you would just stay on your seat as everybody goes everybody else goes to walk I'd be happy to help you with your posture okay thank you enjoy walking Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.